We have a quick sip before we get stuck into the fastest growing podcast on the internet for episode 13. Um, that's not me talking, that's just facts of me. How are we? Good, mate, how are you? Good. Oh, fucking exhausted. Oh, yeah? I'm so tired. It's 9.30 and I'm ready for bed. Mm, it's a bit of a late one we're this get, time, isn't it? We're getting old. We're mm. getting old. I'll tell you how we're getting old because I went to the pub. Last night? No, you want? Yes, but no. <laughs> Last Friday. Mm. Um, I was only there for like four and a bit hours. Um, I had a couple of drinks and I just got fucking shit-faced out of nowhere. Did you? I wasn't even planning on having a big one i was just there with the boys having a couple of beers and i stood up you know you're sitting oh you don't obviously don't drink too much but people out there will know when you're sitting down for a while drinking and then mm. you go to stand up you're like holy fuck i'm pissed here because i could not stand up really so i got out um mrs drove me home got on the couch out out did you cold. feel pissed when you were sitting down no no and then on the way home i was like oh i'm gonna pass out when i get home i, I literally laid down on the couch and was out cold yeah, she's right. taking fucking snaps of me fucking oh, really? shit like that but I haven't passed out drunk in so long and I, I don't know if it was that or if it's just because I'm getting old and tired all the time but it was mm. only like 9 o'clock when I got home not even that late yeah right I was out <laughs> um, yeah for I, sorry I can't I don't know how that feels but it doesn't feel too good it's just old age I think <laughs> it's just old age right, it, it, it broke me off for the whole weekend actually mm. I felt shit the whole weekend yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking ravaged me. I was um, yeah, I was hungover for like three days. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Um, it's the old age, mate. How are we, what, what are we? What are we doing today? What are we having to chat about? Well, like I said a couple of weeks ago, it's just me and you today. We um, well, apologies for last week to the uh, diehard listeners. Obviously, there was no episode mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think me and you probably more me had a full on week and obviously yeah. couldn't fit it in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um. It was supposed to be Friday, and then he wanted to do Sunday, and then it just didn't happen. It at just all. didn't <laughs> happen. Nah, nah. Um, yeah, that was my work got in the way there, and had to had to go and, and do some stuff. Um, but no, we're back now, and mm-hmm. it's just me and you. So we tried to get a a guest on. Um, obviously, not enough time. Yeah, yeah. Bit, in the day that, to get yeah Same to get with me. On. I've been working late a lot this week too. It's hard. To, it's hard to fit it in, isn't it? Mm very hard we're, we're sort of doing like a late night now um, like you were talking about a couple of weeks ago when you're listening to that radio like tuesday at like 4 a.m i feel like we've got that vibe tonight now you're driving home and it's like uh well thank you for calling in now oh yes and yeah, wants to get yeah, back yeah, with yeah. her boyfriend tonight mm. so yeah, yeah we both kind of really like, have that yeah, yeah. Got, you know it's all yeah. almost a sleepy vibe when you're yeah. fucking driving home and it's that what what, what uh, station do you reckon that was like fucking oh it was like gold 104 yeah, or something the, the like guy that on there's about 60 years old and yeah, it was with the dedications. That was, I think yeah, that's what it was called, yeah. dedication air or dedication yeah, or something that like that. Yeah. And you'd, you'd Susie wants to get back with yeah, John. Yeah. Um, she didn't mean to suck the other guy it's off. Almost <laughs> <laughs> it's almost you can feel the the lack of energy in this fucking the studio as well. Mm. Like it's all just such a mellow vibe, you know, like yeah. talk show radio. JB and Billy, like during the day, it's always upbeat yeah. and fucking shit. It's just such fucking. And it's the, it's, it's the, like the, every cunt there's asleep and the guy's just talking to himself. Yeah, in there's, <laughs> there's jazz music in the background. It's like, do, do, uh, do, 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 you know. I just remember it being like really softly spoken, really mm. low energy, and just making you want to pass out. So mm. you think of the radio station, like when they're finding people like that to interview for jobs. Like imagine being in that room of like two hundred people coming in for the interview, and they're like, "That's the person." It's like I read this script, and everyone's like. And welcome. Yeah, uh, you know, exactly. like, just want to graveyard like, neck yourself. Do you reckon you do it? Nah. It's a job. Nah, nah. It's it, too. It, it's uh, too depressing for me. 
I would do it, but like you're so life's gone because mm. you're working when everyone's asleep. So yeah, true. Yeah, and then you'll be finishing work. And when people are coming in, like kind of thing, you know, like mm. you walk out of the studio and everyone's coming in with their coffees and you're all going home to bed, it would be a fucking awkward life. Mm, yeah. But I reckon I would be able to handle it yeah. quite well. All right, what have you got on your list today to talk about, Kudat? So I've got, I've got like one little um, thing that's sort of, I want to pick my brain, but you've got quite yeah, the list right. there. I've, so. Yeah, I've got a couple of things, obviously, because we missed last week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think also the, the voices of this for us have come because we've missed a week, I think. Do you know what I mean? Usually yeah. because we, we're smacking them out every week. I've just been sitting through three hours of Guardians of the Galaxy and I'm fucking knackered, so... Yeah, but also... I think it's the, the hard work, man. It's also <laughs> the week of, obviously, missing the podcast, do you know what I mean? And then, now we've got to, like, try and get back into it because we keep smashing man every week. You miss one week We had that high-tempo episode with uh, yeah. Slice and Dice, mm. so we're fucking... Yeah. But it just feels like you, you're rusty, mm. you know what I mean? You're like, oh, fuck, how do we start? We're back there one. Yeah, back <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Maybe we'll get the other mics out no one can hear us again. Yeah. Back from fucking... Sounds like we're 20 feet away when we're talking. Um... Oh well, let's let's get into it. Let's uh, energize this show a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you got? What's your? Uh, you go first. I'll, I'll leave mine for later on. Oh, well, I just want to recap a bit of um, like you said a couple of weeks ago. Bring it back to the roots. Just me and you mm-hmm. having a having a chat, mm-hmm. talking a bit of shit, and adding a bit of sport back into the life mm-hmm. of this podcast. Um, just quickly, NRL recap. How did Storm go on Thursday night? Did you watch it? No. We won, so, didn't we? Yeah, they beat the Broncos 24-16. I missed the whole thing. You missed the whole thing? I didn't watch it either. I was expecting oh, you to have some oh, info no. on that. No, you missed it? Okay. Oh, so we've both been busy. The only sport I've actually managed to keep up with lately um, is the uh, the Lakers. The um, basketball, the yeah, playoffs? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I'm watching LeBron's legacy because um, I know they're filming a documentary at the moment about him, so mm. I feel like it's all coming together to be like another My Last Dance kind of thing where he's fucking... Did they made the Western Conference Finals today? Did you see that? No, the I didn't Lakers? actually. No, I missed yeah. that. So they they knocked off the Warriors, the reigning champions, and they're into. So the, they're making Doco sort of like the Last Dance. Yeah. yeah. So LeBron's forever copying the Jordan. <laughs> I think his will be fucking better to be oh, honest with you, man. Because um, he's been he's been on in the spotlight for his whole career from day one. Mm. Oh wow, they're gonna have so much content to talk about with his one. I can't wait for it to come out. Um, but yeah, they, they they won today and they um they knocked off the Warriors, the reigning the reigning champs, to get yeah. into the West Finals. Wow. So they're playing Denver now in the mm-hmm. West Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, Jokic. So we'll see how they they see how they go. I mean, they they started the season two wins and ten losses. The Lakers, yeah. they were dead last in the West, and then they've they've had to fight their ass just to get into the damn playoffs because they had to play the playing game, which they nearly lost. Mm. They went to overtime. They were down by ten points in the last quarter. So. To, to go to that and then to knock off Memphis the second seed and then knock off the reigning champions and now they're sitting in um, playing Denver now. And LeBron isn't, hasn't even played super heavy minutes throughout the playoffs either so far. He played the 43 today, which was his most, but um, it's sort of been the supporting cast. Every game, someone that someone steps up differently, which is what you need to win a championship. Mm, it just can't be the same two people all the time because it's too easy to predict. You know, shut down AD, shut down LeBron, and the team falls apart. Now, other guys are stepping up now. I know D'Lo scored 31 a couple of games ago. Lonnie Walker come off the bench and scored 15 in the last quarter in one game when we were down. Um, and today, it was Austin Reeves. Have you seen him, the white boy? 26 points. Six assists. Yeah, okay. Jeez. And he hit a half-court shot at, before the half-time. Like, right. literally before half-court, he just threw it up and went in, like, perfect. So, as they well. stepped it up a bit of late, is that yeah, right? Yeah. Coming yeah. into the, towards the end? Yep. Yeah. So, no, that's the only sport I've kept up with him. I've yeah, seen okay. it. I need to go back and watch it. I know... Mm. Um, I did watch the UFC last week as well. Aljo. Pooh. Pooh card. 
No good? No, it was rubbish. Really? So the next card coming up poo as well. It's not even worth talking about. Right. Um, what did you think of the uh, Aljo Triple C? Uh, it's just kind of boring, to be honest with you, man. I wasn't really hyped up. I was. It was always going to be very hard for that card to excite me because I just wasn't... The card, The fights on there didn't really interest mm. me. Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad was snooze fest, mainly because Gilbert got injured in the first round. I think he tore his shoulder, his AC joint or something like that. Yeah, in the first round, he couldn't throw a left. So it was too easy for Bilal to fucking predict what he was doing because there was no lefts coming. So. See, that was just like a fucking boner going down. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, the old microphone slipping out. Yeah, it was too easy for Bilal to predict what was what was going to come from Gilbert. So, um, yeah, that was that was very boring. And then the three fights before that were fucking... I think Con Gracie was in there. Because Oliveira well. was on that card and he got injured. Yeah, and so it he's got been cancelled. back now, mm. but it's still happening. And then the next one's going to be Poe as well, I think, by the look of it. I think that's Nunes and... Um, Nunes and no, well, it's not even. It was supposed to be Pena, and she's um she's out now. Um, who is it? It's UFC two eighty nine. I'm pretty sure. Nunes, Irene so, Aldana, yeah, chick, Charles yeah. Oliveira, Benil Darius. Oh, so that, so that that's the people's main event. That one, yeah. the actual main event's kind of welterweight. Boring. Mike Mallet, Adam Fugget. What? <laughs> that's who his name is. Fugget. Adam, Adam Fugget. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. See, like it's all garbage. So yeah. yeah. UFC is putting on a couple of snooze fests, but mm. the main thing that's coming out, I think, is it next is it starting next month. Oh fuck! It, I glanced at it before. Is the Ultimate Fighter McGregor and Chandler? Yes, so that'll be worth yep. watching. Yep, I glanced yep. when that's coming out. So maybe that's where we'll direct our UFC attention to at the moment. Because the cards, 290? the two ninety is huge, but that's still a bit off. Mm. That's still a bit off. Two eighty nine is probably not worth mentioning on an, no. an episode. No, so we no, might no. we might have a look at the Ultimate Fighter and and give that a run. Have you um? Have you seen any of the EPL at all? Mm-mm. Arsenal are on top of the league. Mm. I think there's like three games or four games left for the season. They're on top of the league up until five games left for the season. Oh, no. And they're sitting second. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and Man City have a game in hand. Yep. And they're a point ahead. Yep. Like, how they're can... They're going to choke. That mm. is just typical Arsenal. Yeah. I did like, say how that does earlier that in the season happen? when it was about 20 games in or something. Mm. And they were on top. And a lot of people were saying, oh, they're going to blow this. It's just what Arsenal do. This isn't safe. Because they were they're really clear, like one stage. Yeah, really yeah, clear. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. Really, really clear. And now they've... Well, I haven't been paying attention, but now they've fallen behind that. Yeah. That's funny. It's, it's just typical, typical Arsenal. Have you been watching it at all? Have you just checked no, the... I, no, I've just sort of been going back and forth. I haven't watched too many um, too many games. But obviously, being an Arsenal guy, I sort of watched out for it a little bit. Mm. Um but again, when people sort of mention it, we're like, oh, they can do it. I'm like, just don't get ahead of yourself. It's Arsenal, remember? Mm-hmm. And just proven point. Four games left this season, you fucking drop points to teams that you shouldn't be dropping points to. Like, you go out and you beat Tottenham and Chelsea and Liverpool or whatever, then you fucking lose to Burnley. Yeah. Like, that's what, that's what fucks Man, them. That's United, though. They were coming out and beat fucking Liverpool 2-1, and then we lost, like, 5-0 to fucking Bournemouth or something mm. like that. Like, <laughs> well, you can't drop points, especially with a big club like that. You can't drop points to... Ch- yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And if you look at statistically, if you actually uh, calculate it and do the maths on it, let's say, like, an Arsenal... Anyone, right? Let's say Arsenal beat every single team except for, let's put, United, Tottenham, City... Liverpool, and just put Chelsea there, five. If you won every other game, you win the league. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So why would Arsenal go and try and, like, smash the cities and stuff? You just go out for a draw, and if you lose, whatever. Mm. Like, 
play your hardest against these other teams and beat them. You can't go out and perform and beat Man City 2-1 and then lose 3-2 to fucking Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where you drop on your points, and, and that's why I always say when people are, you go, they fucking deserve to not be They're first when they shit like. Unbelievable. Know? Um... Anyway, what's your, have you got a... What's your topic? Is it a... Well, we might leave mine for after the break. Here's one for you. Okay. We'll leave it to after the break because it might go for a little bit. bit of yeah, discussion, okay. but what, what else All right, well, I've here? got... Um, I've got a here's one for you. Yeah, go on. We'll go with that. Don't know if you've seen that or not in the news. Collingwood's apology to Sydney Swans and Buddy. You hear about that? No, what happened? So, the Collingwood fans were booing every time Buddy had the ball last weekend. Mm-hmm. And apparently somebody got upset... And Collingwood CEO, captain, president stuff came out and apologised on behalf of the crowd for booing a player. Right. I don't think the crowd was too sorry. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it in the first place. Well, but but it's come out as a... Now, this might be a bit controversial, but it's come out as a Aboriginal thing. Oh, here we They've go. booed him uh-huh. because of his... Aboriginal? What? Whatever they call it. His, his heritage ad- or his background thing. Treatment. They yeah, all thought they were him. But, yeah, but it's not anything to do with Buddy being black or Aboriginal. Mm. It's purely because he's a fucking good player that they're mm. trying to put him off his game. Yeah, absolutely. You can't just yeah. look at him and be like, just because straight he's... Straight to thing, the race thing. Just straight to the race thing. Same like, with goods. When also, ha- I work a night... Like, whatever. You, you've a full week to earn my money to go and pay to watch my team play. Mm-hmm. And now, mm-hmm. I can't even boo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, the AFL's changed that many rules and made it shitter and fucking softer than what the game was, and now you're even telling the fans that they can't yeah. even fucking well, do it. Well, you weren't there, but when we went to the cricket last year, um, they were trying to control what the crowd was doing as well with their new anti-social behaviour rule, where Bay 13 and the cricket's um, renowned for being rowdy with a whole bunch of guys in their mid-twenties, whatever, just go and have a piss and a chant and throw beach balls and carry on and stuff like that, and the security was surrounding that area all day and if you were caught scaling a beer they threw you out for antisocial behaviour by scaling a beer really I remember a guy was dressed as Jesus and he was going around baptising everyone before they would scale the beer he would do the what is the cross or whatever they do over, over them like baptising them, and then they would scale a beer mm. and they threw Jesus out because really? he was like instigating all these people fucking sculling and stuff like that and I'm thinking these guys aren't harming anyone well the anti- anti-religion thing or something kicked him out I don't know <laughs> These guys aren't harming anyone. They're just having a good time. Mm. Not, not. They're just, you know, it was quite entertaining. It was more entertaining than cricket sometimes. You know, cricket can get quite dull for a while. It's mm. good watching them, and they started throwing everyone out. So, yeah, I, I get, I get what you're, what you're saying with the trying to control what you can do in the crowd, or you expect people to just sit there and just clap. Well, sort of, it's not fucking <laughs> tennis. Yeah, exactly. Where you be quiet when someone kicks yeah. a goal, and then you and then you clap. Even tennis is stupid where you can't fucking talk. That's that's a stupid rule too. No, I'm saying it's a gentleman's game, and that's their rule. Whatever. Like golf. And <laughs> yeah, but footy to tennis mm. is two completely different sports. Mm. Like, how can you just sit there not chant or do anything until someone kicks a goal and then you clap? I know goods. Goods. He went through a similar thing. Um, when he was getting booed, he, he made it a race thing as well. And it got worse because he put the spotlight on himself. People started booing him, not because he was Aboriginal Australian, mm. because he was fuckwit Australian. And he mm. was just being a knob about everything. So, Well, this is the thing, and I think I've told, told you before, and I don't know if I've told you on air or not when we've, we've sort of like just covered it a little bit, but the one guy that I really like in the footy industry mm-hmm. and I respect a lot is, and not a lot of people do, is Sammy Newman. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, he can be a bit controversial and do obviously shit on on the footy show that 
gets them out there, mm-hmm. which obviously he's paid to do, mm-hmm. but his opinions on things are very straight to the point and they don't beat around the bush. And that's where I think people don't like that because he's honest in that way rather than people trying to be like saying it in a nice way and diplomatic. He just says whatever he thinks and that's it. But I also do agree with some of his points. He came out and the Adam Goods thing was the Aboriginal round. So he kicked a goal and did the spear gesture mm-hmm. to the crowd mm-hmm. and then the crowd went and gave it back to him mm-hmm. and then Goods went into hiding. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to... And Samuel... And I'm not, I'm, this, I'm not quoting him. This is... Samuel said, if you're going to uh, gesture throwing a spear at the crowd, then expect that you're going to get something back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're stupid if you're a person in the crowd and you get th- thrown a gesture of a three a spear going through you that you're just going to sit there and not do anything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. But also, the crowd has the right to put him off his game. And if you're going to do that to the crowd, then you're obviously going to get a reaction back. And if you can't handle doing that, then why would you do it in the first place? Yeah. But then he went to hiding, and everyone came out and went, oh, you, everyone's building because he's original. Well, no, because you did a spear-throwing gesture at the, <laughs> at the crowd, mm. and they've just retaliated in the mm. way that the crowd have all the right in the world to do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's it's got nothing to do with colour or, or, or yeah, race or anything. Exactly. It's because who, you're, who made the racing was that like sitting themselves, Buddy? Who, I, I, is this for the Buddy or for, yeah, for Buddy goods? One. Who, who's who's made? Well, apparently Buddy came out and said I didn't couldn't even hear the crowd. I was mm. too busy playing. Mm. So I think Sydney came out. Okay. Um, because Longmire came after the game in his interview. He goes, oh, how could you do that to a living legend of the game? Yeah, and blah blah blah. Well, they do because he's a li- like you just said, he's a yeah. living legend. They're trying to put him off his mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with what you are. He's a good player, and you're it's, trying to put him off his it's game. It's funny that you say that because you know, like I said, I watch a lot of NBA. Pretty much any LeBron game, I'll, I'll keep an eye on. If they're playing away, doesn't matter who they're playing. As soon as he gets the ball, the ball the place just goes off, billing him. Mm. Not because he's black. It's because he's a fucking it's machine. It's because he's one of the best players mm. of all time, and they're trying to put him off yeah. to stop him somehow because their team's still, sure as hell not going to stop him. So I don't know about that Sydney thing, though. Michael O'Loughlin fucking had problems. Uh, did he? Goods had problems. Buddy. Well, I don't know if it's just a, a Sydney thing or something, like yeah. Sydney footy club, but seriously, fucking... It's got nothing to do with your fucking race. You... You're good players, and people want to put you are off you, their game. Are you speaking from experience, back in your prime soccer days, people booing you not because you're Bosnian, but just because you were tearing it up, running around. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a little story. Mm-hmm. Tell you a little anecdote while we're talking about that. I was playing at Morlands. No, sorry, I finished my my season at Morlands Zebras, and I signed at Pascoval in the NPL, and we went and played Melbourne Knights at Knight Stadium, who are a Croatian club. No. Oh, yeah. Being that I was around the clubs for a long time and stuff, obviously people get to know your name, people then get to know your background. And my name is a Bosnian name. Mm-hmm. Um, and that night we were playing against Melbourne Ice, I was playing on the wing. And Knight Stadium's a little bit... Um, so you've got the Viduka, Mark Viduka stand, which is, if you're looking like... It's, just, it's like a bird's eye view or whatever, wherever you're coming from. So there's a big grandstand on the right-hand side. That's sort of where the normal people stand. And then on the opposite side of the pitch, there's just like a little scaffoldy sort of stand. And that's where all the fucking big heads of the Melbourne Knights supporters go, where they just fucking shout shit at you. So these guys are a bit more respectful. It's all the older crowd and families. And then that side is the pure Croatian fucking rage heads that just go at any player. Anyway, I was playing on the wing, funnily enough. And I was on that wing (laughs) on both halves, actually, because I start on the left wing. And then when we 
at halftime we swapped over, I ended up going on the right wing and playing down that same line yeah. <laughs> all game. And, yeah, I was getting... Oh, mate, like... I was getting, yeah, oh, fuck your mother. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to say exactly what they said on, on, on the show, but it was like full things towards like family, yeah. religion, um, nationality, and like absolutely going off. Mm-hmm. I didn't go into hiding. You didn't go into the, the sports press after the game and say, oh, I was bullied that game. No. Or, oh, I want these guys, yeah. No, because it's, it's part of the game. It is what it is. They're trying to pull off your game because they know what kind of... Mm player you are and what kind of danger you can do in a game do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but if I turned around and then started having a go back at them they're in my head mm-hmm. you know what I mean I'm done for or I can just turn around and go oh I've been hiding I feel I feel offended yeah do you know what I mean what, what does that achieve though yeah exactly you're just going to get more people hating on you because you're a fucking yeah, pussy yeah exactly right it is what it is a nine minute game after that I pack my shit I have a shower and go home mm-hmm. those guys completely forget about me my, yeah, exactly. the week against Pascal is gone the next week is whoever else is coming mm-hmm. they're going to worry about that person that's not like a footy you go down man and you cop it worse than like a footy if you're a good player because you can hear it because this crowd's not as big so you can hear specifically what people are saying I remember I went last year and watched prelim finals Franks and Bombers versus Mount Eliza and um, there was one there's one section on the ground at at, um, at Baxter Baxter Oval I think it's called whatever it's called where Bombers home ground where they have the a hill where all the cars sit on and there's always youths backed up and it's full of blokes just drinking piss all day mm. and they were heckling the fuck out of um they were heckling the fuck out of the man I was a full back because Joe Grant used to play for Western Bulldogs and Gold Coast was full forward and they would scream at him all game just anything he would do if he got near it they would just heckle him swear at him and Jared Grant the ball was down the other end he took him over because his defender wasn't leaving him the whole game wherever he went he went with him it was like a full tagging role mm-hmm. Jared Grant went over to the the pocket where they were all sitting and, and leaned against the fence and the defender went with him and they were all just fucking screaming at him right in front of his face and stuff like that dude took it well though he, just, mm. he, he was to be fair he was getting towed up I think Grant ended up kicking like 6 out that game or something but he took it well but Again, he didn't fucking have a whinge or something like that. Mm. Like you said, you do, you pack your shit and they pack the shit and go home, and that's the end of that. But I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't hear the crowd booing, but if they make it a race thing, it's probably not doing anyone any favors at all mm. because I don't think that's the reason. Because if it was a race thing, they would have booed every single Aboriginal player on the field that got the ball. <laughs> but know? they didn't. It was just buddy. Yeah, exactly. So, so and I don't know who made it the race thing or not, but because um, Triple M. Triple M came out with um, this sort of this similar topic and they had viewers calling in, like um, supporters. And they were all like, listen, guys, like I don't know why you guys are having a go at us as supporters. We love our club and we love the um, aspect of competition. Buddy's a legend of the game and we're just trying to put him off our game, which we have all the right to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, but I just feel, I, I just feel like it's a... Um, like the Collingwood thing coming out with the CEO and everything apologising. Mm. It's, just, it's just a weak thing to do just so it makes you look good. Mm-hmm. Like why, why wouldn't someone in Collingwood stand up? You know what I mean? Like yeah. one, one, of the, one of the higher powers would be like, listen, our crowd have the right to boo as supporters of this club. Booing Buddy Franklin on the weekend had nothing to do with race. It was purely because he's a good player and we're trying to put him off his game. But if you write that as a as a CEO or a president of a club, how much backlash would you get from that? Yeah, exactly right. You know what I mean? So, 
Um, I, I don't know. I just think it's just stupid. Like that, AFL has changed that many rules as it is, and now you're banning uh, uh, crowds to to boo or mm. to have a say. You're gonna lose crowds. Mm, exactly right. I'd just rather watch it for a moment, and scream on my TV. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Whatever you want. <laughs> and then, the, and then the the AFL is gonna turn around and go, "Oh my God, there's a lot of empty seats at Eddie Hat and mm. the SCG and the Gabba and stuff. Why aren't people coming to the games? Because mm-hmm. you're fucking banning everything everyone does. You're ruining the game. Fucking morons. But anyway. Oh, we'll cut there for a break. We're at the 25 minute mark. Um, we'll come back with my little chat. It's not sport related, but it's sort of a local um, news story and something that got me thinking, sort of tickle me pink a little bit um, during the week. So, so it is a tickle me that. pink. A little bit. Okay. It's not super funny. It's kind of grim, but okay. I find it funny. All right, let's go. All right. <laughs> Alright, we're back, Kudat, for part yes. two. Of the, um, I'm going to call this, the, this episode the graveyard shift because it just feels like it. Mm. We're going to call it the graveyard shift because it's a late one, for, for me at least. Uh, I just wanted to have a quick chat about dogs that are too smart for their own good. Um, I don't know if you've had this with your boxes, if they're like extremely intelligent. Obviously, I've got... They're both dumb cunts. Dumb cunts, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I've got Rocco. Little Rocco is an eight-year-old um, staffy cross, God knows what. Um... And he, he's very placid. He's everyone's favourite because he's a very gentle, um, loving dog. And and now we've got the one-and-a-half-year-old pointer who's the fucking smartest dog I've ever had and, and seen because he's he's smart in, the, the, like, a destructive, cheeky way. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's I've tried to barricade him out of the house as much as I can during the day because he gets in and gets bored and destroys shit and um, barricaded off that laundry entrance with some fucking plywood to stop him from getting through there. Um, he was breaking through the cat door. I don't remember if I told you that. He blew the cat door out of the door and, and, and broke his way in. And the other day, um, he's managed to figure out how to open the back sliding door and okay. get in. So, <laughs> I got home the other day and... Did you think about locking it? They're both heads... No, I can't because the fucking lock's broken. Okay. So, if anyone's listening to this, you can break into my house very easily. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it doesn't lock, and I didn't think a dog would be able to open the door, and I got home that day from work, and they're both staring at me through the window, and I'm like, fuck, Tay's forgotten to put him out this morning. And um, I go inside, the door, back door is wide open, and there's fucking bird shit all through the house. No. So he must have got in early in the morning, and a bird's just fucking strolled in to have its way around the house. It's shit fucking all over the house. Um. So I, I, love how, I love how you just went to the missile too. Her fault. Yeah, straight away. I'm like, nah, he's fucking got in because I tested it this morning because I put him out and then I acted like I, I did my whole routine. I turned the van on to, to trick him to think that I'd left. And I snuck back inside straight away at the back door. So I stuck my head around the corner. I watched him. He bangs on it enough. Did he see you? No. Okay. It bangs on it enough and it starts slowly edge its way back and then he gets his head in there and then fucking yeah, wanks wraps it forward and he ran inside and I'm running out the corner I was like oi <laughs> fucking shit himself put the brakes on turned around <laughs> like fuck that's how you're doing it so I had to cut a piece of conduit the same size as a slider and I've shoved it in there oh, so he can't the open the door yeah, yeah, anymore yeah, yeah. so he's just a little fucking he's too smart for his own good that dog sometimes mm. so yeah. I'll give him credit he's desperate to get inside and he'll, he'll get anyway in there but I haven't had to, to face this challenge before because Rocco's as stupid as they come so mm. He just gets put out and doesn't even try to get back in, but he will try to find any way to get in. Like, so he got through this door window one time. He opened the window as well in this room. Oh, really? The window was open. He climbed in here and he got stuck in here because that door was closed. My favourite um, my favorite video of... Uh, what's his name? Maurice. Maurice, yeah. Of Maurice is 
the one Tay sent me of him inside the house jumping onto the oh, that was TV me. unit yeah. and, he I, fucking, I ran him up. and he fucking went upside down. Yeah. Fuck, he that was funny. The thing, yeah. oh, <laughs> he was barking at the TV. He oh, broke was... the cameras in the, on the bench there because he knocked oh, the camera off. Oh, that was off. hilarious. Were you there, were you? Were you taking a piss out of him? I was him up, oh. dogs barking on the TV. He hates it. So he was trying to jump up with them in the team and he <laughs> slipped and fell off and he knocked everything off the bench top. <laughs> he did a full back. He fell on his back. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's, he's a gorgeous dog. He's very loving, but he's a mm. fucking pain in the ass. So. Um, well, we've got, obviously, got, you know, you've got, like, the security, like, the fly screen and then you've got, like, your normal glass yeah, doors. Yeah, fly screen off as so well. So my dogs can't get through the actual normal door. Mm-hmm. But if you close the door... Uh, sorry, if you keep the door open and then just close the fly screen over, that's... They get into that easy. Like the meshy yeah, sort of thing. They yeah. get into that. But yep. once you close the glass door over, no chance. Yeah, yeah. My dogs, I don't think they're that smart. Uh, anyway. This is my, here's one for you, slash chicken me pink. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, sort of a hybrid. Bit of a, um, mm-hmm. I saw um, a news story the other day. Um, now, this is obviously um, back way before we were even born that this man was at large, but there was talks of Port Daniel's release. I saw that. Um, Denied. 30 years. Well, it got denied, yeah. So there was a lot of shit going around, um, petitions about not letting him out because the original plan was to let him out, confide him straight back to Frankston where he fucking did it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> um, that, that that's not my... I don't want to talk about the Paul Denny thing too much, but um, I just want to talk about... So obviously when he was at large, um, there was not much technology and phones weren't a thing. And not, not it sort of got me back to thinking about how we were when we were... Um, kids, we've spoken about a bit about this off off air. But we used to do go out from um, you know fucking ten ten thirty in the morning and not come home till fucking six seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And there was no phones, there was no texting, there was no calling. Our parents were just sort of. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing they would have been worried, but it's sort of given us a lot more freedom than there is these days. And I wanted to pick your brain about it because you're a parent. Um, what how you think that sort of changed? You reckon it's safer or not as safe these days? Compared to when we were, because you know we we could have got up to anything and gone anywhere. We we would just get on our bikes and do whatever the hell we wanted for x amount of hours. We'd just come back every so often and check in. But we mm. was pretty much a free run, and you know, someone could have done anything to us. And how would have anyone known? Because there was no um camera. Well, there was obviously cameras, but everything is not as advanced as it is these days. Like we didn't have mobile phones and tracking and all that stuff. So, um, do you think it's sort of safer these days than it is was for us or it's hard to, I feel like we were sort of like our generation growing up was sort of like a because I know you say a lot sorry to cut you off but you yeah. always say like oh these kids these days are just on technology all the time mm-hmm. I said this to you I feel like parents prefer that because then they're home safe on their computer on their tablet quiet and they're not out doing god knows what and getting into trouble and stuff like that there's mm-hmm. we didn't have that we were out doing all sorts of shit and yeah whatnot um not like we're doing anything illegal, but like anyone could have been doing anything. Whereas these days, if you just keep inside on the computer, at least you know what they're doing and they're not getting up to anything. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I feel like we've sort our growing up sort of generation, not completely, but I feel like we hit a dry spot. So obviously before us was obviously Denya mm-hmm. with the shit that went on with him with the three women and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then sort of our generation came along. I feel like, yeah, there was obviously criminals and shit that was happening too, but I feel like it was around where we were was sort of like a dry spell. We 
there wasn't as much of that stuff oh, you'd be going on. That wasn't mass murderers were here. <laughs> no, 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 no. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it was more of a dry spot where, <laughs> yeah, where, where, where it, we could go out and ride our bike all day and not worry about people sneaking up and doing it. We were just mm-hmm. like a free kids in a park playing, and you get bored and you get on your bike and you mm-hmm. go to the next destination. But I don't remember a lot of freaks and weirdos being around anyway when we were sort of oh, out and about. Yeah, Whereas yeah, now. <laughs> You walk through, for example, you for Frankston's or anyway. Everyone always points to Frankston's being a fucking shithole, but mm. there's shit spots in every suburb. Mm. So it's not just Frankston, but I feel like there's just more creepos and fucking stuff around now. That's where I think. But also, the, the parents these days are softer too. So whether the real world out there is as scary as they make it sound on mainstream TV and all that sort of that stuff or not, I feel like these parents nowadays are just soft and just want to fucking kiss their babies and say everything's going to be okay and it's all sunshines and rainbows and the real world's not even that scary and blah, 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 blah. Until they get to 16, 17 and get a real job and their boss is a fucking fuckwit. Mm. And then they go, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. Mm. I'm sad. Yeah. I don't want to work at this job anymore. We'll yeah. fucking get over it because that's the real world. But yeah. I think parents these days are so involved in keeping their children uh, kept in this little fucking mm-hmm. bubble of everything's going to be okay and then when they grow up they get the wrong picture of certain things you know or they grow up spoiled and they think they can get everything in life until someone goes oi fuck wit you can't it's funny that you mention that because I, I've um, I've said this before and, and apprentices think I'm taking the piss but I'm but I always say they don't make them like they used to you know, I've been doing this for been a tradie for over nine and nine and a bit years now obviously not a journeyman like some boys out there but I've been in there long enough to to um to sort of realise that when I started my apprenticeship to what now the work ethic is completely different mm. to these guys. These kids just come in now and they're on their phones and they don't give a fuck and you know what it is what it is like they sort of cruise through the day and don't give a shit about what happens but they don't really realise sort of the opportunity they've been given. Um, I don't know what's happened these days. It just seems to be so much easier to get an apprenticeship than it was when I was trying to get into it because mm. I had to fight truth and now just to get a chance to begin with. Like I was on I was on the lookout for like three and a half months doing little days here and there with whoever I could get a job like a day with just to get some experience to put it forward to someone else. Pre-apprenticeship seemed to be a thing of the past as well. Um, well, I used to do a, I did a pre-app course for three months before I'd even started looking for a job just to show that I had some sort of knowledge, some sort of background behind me just to try to get a job in the first place. You don't see that at all anymore. I don't even know if they do pre-apps anymore. They probably mm-hmm. do, but... Um, but it just—I had to struggle so hard just to get in that when I finally got a job, I was so determined to do my absolute best to keep it because mm. I knew how fucking hard it was if I got fired that I wasn't going to be able to find something else. So yeah. I feel like these guys just get it and they go, oh, "Well, fucking whatever happens, if it happens, I get fired and whatever." But um, I used to—I always joke and say that I had my best years in electrician when I was the first and second year because that's when I was worked the hardest, and it's true because I was just so determined to do do a good job and. Not 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 piss off the bosses enough to get fired, but it's, it's just changed these days. I don't know. I feel like That's it's also to any to my boss, especially anyone. Just just look for mature age guys these days. They seem to give a rat's ass more. They cost more, but mm. it just works better. I feel like too that like you were saying, where you had to bust your ass to get a job and look around, and they're like, "Nah, sorry, we're not taking it at the moment." Then you got to go to this employer. Well, sorry, we're not taking it at the moment. Whereas nowadays, I feel like it's all connections. Mm. And it's all the young kids that are starting in the trades as a sparky or a plumber or even a sprinkler fitter for that, you know. Um, 
it's it's not really them fighting to get that job. It's more just like, well, your dad knows the boss from footy or from soccer or whatever. Mm. And he goes, oh, I've got me son and he's not really into his schooling at the moment, blah, blah, blah. Like, we just got to get him in and do something. Yeah, and the yeah. boss goes, all right, we'll yeah, fucking chuck exactly him on. Right, yeah. But the kid's fucking 17, 16, 17, whatever. He's obviously can't be fucked doing school. Mm-hmm. But he comes into the real world where there's... Um, obviously, you're like me and you are still obviously young dudes, but then you get people that have been in the industry, the trade industry, for lots and lots of years that are very old school. And mm-hmm. then you get a 16, 17-year-old that sort of takes the piece. And then the older bloke sort of goes, oi, mm. fucking pull your head in, mate. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then the young kid goes, oh... I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. I'm yeah, scared. exactly. Do you know what I mean? So, is that what you're worried about as well? With, What's that? With the, your kids coming through as well, about not being ready for what it's going to be like when they start uh, working and whatnot. No, nah, because I try and tell them as much as I can what the what the real world is going to be like, um, and just yeah, I, I, sort of the little advice that I give them is sort of more like um, I just want them to respect everyone mm-hmm. especially obviously elders like older people um be honest don't fucking lie and beat around the bush and shit like that mm-hmm. um but also that the world isn't what fucking disney channel and fucking nickelodeon yeah, shit yeah, make yeah. it to be a fucking oh how fucking special is this when mm. it's you know um because Nick, Nick and I talk about it all the time about you know the real world. Like I mean, she talks about the bank and stuff like that. And he goes, you know, I work in there and come a Thursday when it's pension day. Mm-hmm. Fuck the amount of fucking people mm-hmm. you get in there that want their money and treat her or treat her employees and stuff like absolute shit. I don't give a fuck if, if you're a high bank manager or whatever. They fucking are there and they're treating like absolute shit. But you can't reciprocate in the same way. You just got to take it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you get home and go, oh my god, that person called me a fucking idiot today. You know what I mean? And they go, oh, I feel so bad and sad and stuff like that. But that's the real world, man. You're going to get people that are fucking loony and you're going to get people that respect you. It is what it is. But you can't think that it's all going to be fucking sunshines and rainbows and everyone gets along with each other because it's not how the world's built, is it? No. So. That was the, that was sort of my follow-up question as well. Do you think that the times we lived in were were the sort of the... I also, un- think, our gen- Sorry, yeah. I also think our generation of parents were a lot tougher on us too. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and the absolutely. way they raised us. Yeah, you can have this and you can have that, but you've got to deserve it. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not just going to fucking mm-hmm. give it to you just because of whatever. Mm-hmm. You've got to deserve to get this thing that you want, mm-hmm. which made us more respectful of that, of like, for if I fucking cry, she's going to get it for me. No, she's yeah, not. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've got to earn and do certain mm-hmm. things that your mum or your dad or whoever wants you to do. And then they go, all right, my child has now deserved for me to get it. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing by going, my child must do this to... It's teaching the morals and respect for those things rather than you asking your mum for something and she goes, no, no, you can't have that. And you go, hey, so I can start fucking breaking down. And then she goes, oh, oh, and now I've got to get it for you. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you just go, oh, if I cry every time, I'm yeah, going to get it. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's teaching them the wrong mm-hmm. way that they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I think we, we grew up in, in better times at least. You know, it was more exciting than just sitting on I mean we still do that too we had a lot of days where we just sat inside and played Playstation while I joined as well but there was a lot of days where your your parents or my mum would say alright that's enough go outside and fuck off for 
three, four hours. Mm. But your dad was always coming in like, all right, that's enough. Go keep the soccer ball down at the park. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fine, time to go. But we also got to that point where we didn't need to be told either. No. But no. Our, no. our minds would just go, I've had enough of this inside. Let's go out and kick the footy or let's go out and run around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Get on the bike. What I was getting on the... But that, that was sort of the point I was making that we're, we're back in the day when we were doing all that sort of stuff isn't is probably not what parents want as much these days because it's not as safe. Like, we would get up to things. Like, remember, fucking Patrick would chase him around the yard and he climbed up onto the fucking shed roof and he fell straight through the fucking mm. shed roof. So, <laughs> shit like that would happen. You split mm. your arm open in the driveway, being fucked with somehow and mm. all that sort of shit. Remember the scooter that we got fucking stolen? Do you remember that? We left it out somewhere, didn't we? We, you left it out the fucking milk Who's bar. scooter was it? Mine. Oh, was <laughs> it? I scooted it in the milk bar. Yeah. Fucking left it there at the front and come out, it was gone. I think he just walked home. Didn't say anything. <laughs> hey, do you remember, just on that side note, do you remember when, at the old place on Dean Road, when the old man installed the, the, the fucking electrical, the black gate, mm-hmm. and it was opened... And as it opens, it sort of like opens inwards and then there's like a space between the brick wall that was there and the gate. Mm-hmm. And I came home with my bike and I was like, I'm going to go back out again. So I left it just hiding between the the gate and the wall. Mm-hmm. Fucking come out next fucking half an hour. It was fucking gone. No, someone stole so it. Someone fucking came around inside the property, fucking pinched and fucked <laughs> off. It was fucking gone. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. a thief in the night. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. so we, we lived in a pretty rough area, man. Like, mm. yeah, that, that shit would happen all the time. But... Yeah, but also like you were saying, when Patrick fell through the roof and me cutting my arm and stuff like that, I feel like that's another thing too, where the parents are like, "Go out." Obviously, they don't want to see you hurt or injured, but it's more like the kids need to experience cuts and grazes, broken bones and stuff for them to be like, "Well, I'm not doing that again." That was very silly. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like. Whereas now, I, f- I feel like all the all the parents and are sort of keeping their kids enclosed in this little bubble, and it's you know they get a little scratch on their finger or on their arm, and it's as if their arm's falling off. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're so not wanting them to have scratches, and, and I'm like, that's a whole part of life. Kids, when they ride their scooter, if you fall over onto the asphalt or whatever, you. Ne- You've got to, you've got to cut yourself. You've got to get hurt. You've got to get up and be like, "Oh, that hurt!" Dust yourself off and keep going. Whereas parents now they just freak out. Oh my god, we got to get stitches. Oh my god, we got to do this. We got to do this. Oh my god, oh my god. You're not allowed on a bike ever again. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's all part of life. You got to have scratches and bruises and. Well, now, while we're talking about that, I just read the other little bottom of the note there with your um sort of you take a different approach to parenting than a lot of them do with the the nanny state of things sometimes where. You like to be the more oh, real deal, um, which I think is beneficial um, for sure. Um, but I like it. You right there. What do you think about not keeping score with sports? Um, I we think spoke, we spoke about it a bit off air, so I thought I'd put it down. Just tell me what you think of that. Are you yeah? Just tell me what you think about that with the, the keeping the score thing. Because um, is that is that a reflection on what happened today at Cade Soccer? Is that why you brought that up? Well, we like I said, we just spoke about it off air, and then you asked me how we went, yeah. and I told you, and then. You obviously talked about your boss mm-hmm. with him and all that sort of stuff, and it just it just got into my mind. I thought mm-hmm. I'd put it down as a little side topic. Um, yeah, I think it's complete bullshit. <laughs> I, I think it's just it's just a waste of time, and it's again, it's giving kids the wrong way to look at things. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, so this is under elevens. Caden's under elevens, right? Mm-hmm. So next year, the ladder, the point system comes in. Yep. What? 
difference is one year. Mm. So how do they go from 11 years old to 12 years old and then it changes? Well, what changes in their head to go, oh, okay. Well, the thing is, you though, might as well just do it now. What's the thing is, well, those kids are old enough to know when they're getting beaten badly too. They didn't come off that pitch today and go, oh, well, everyone's a winner. I'm pretty I, sure they knew that they got fucking balloted today. I refed that game today. Oh, did you? Because <laughs> they, they needed a ref. And I was like, yeah, no worries, I'll do it. Um, <clears throat> in the car? As the scoreboard went up, you can see their faces dropping. So they're not idiots. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The kids at that age, they're not idiots. Yeah, they exactly. know that they've just been scored on five times. And they're like, oh, shit, again. Mm. They know that they're losing. It's not like, do you know what I mean? So I'm not sure why. Deserty for you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my Sunday's Look here. Look at my... you got a bit of ice cream in his chocolate cup. Goodness me. <laughs> Thank you. Give me some Just money. got the uh, PA to come in and give me my yeah, Sunday. Yeah, hell. The grab yard shift dessert. Mm. See, that looks girthy too. Oh, put it all over the floor, why don't you? Yeah, keep going with what you're saying before you stuff your face. <laughs> Can you talk for the next one? <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're keeping all this in, by the way. Oh, God. Um, what was I saying? What was I saying? Uh, yeah, so I ref the game. So they've been they've conceded four goals, for example. You can see kids' heads going down. They're like, shit, we've just conceded again. We are losing. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like it's a, a secret, mm-hmm. the amount of goals that... You know, so I'm not sure. But then next year, it's, they've, it's all counted. What does one year make? You might as well just score now. Mm. So, I don't know. I think it's just giving them the wrong. Was it like that when you were playing? The not not scoring? Because I remember when I was playing at that that age that they would score, but if the the margin got over sixty points, they would stop scoring. Yeah, I think we scored no matter what. It was there was a score board yeah. no matter if it was twenty seven to nil or whatever. Yeah. Which usually when I was playing, that's oh I fuck here we go. <laughs> Flashback to a few episodes ago when you said that you're not arrogant. <laughs> You want to put um, that in the fridge? You want, are you going to put that in the fridge or are you just going to eat it and talk? I'm going to eat that. Yeah, what's your views on it? That Definitely at that age, it's it's um, it's time to start scoring and taking things a bit serious because this is the time to imprint those things on them. Um, sort of being a bit more competitive and, and taking it a bit more seriously because they're getting old enough now to understand that sort of stuff. The only time I thought you shouldn't stop should scorers when um, practice matches and sort of when they're like you know six seven eight there's no real point because the kids probably can't even count that high anyway at that time so mm. um when they're just running around for a kick in like oz kick as well when doing a little practice match and oz kick there's no point in keeping scoring any of that shit but when you're playing stuff like that is it for points that league or not no table or nothing you're just running around kicking not under 11s. That's what I'm saying. There's no table with nothing, no points. Nothing, so what's not, the point of even like... So if you win, you don't get three points. You get nothing. It's just, there's no nothing. Te- yeah. Everyone knows what happened, yeah, okay. but there's no that's official... Yeah. yeah, there's no official nothing yeah. that comes up. One you know what I mean? Who's brought that in? Because it's not like it is for footy. Oh, it's just... It's just a... I don't know. It's just a waste of time. Mm. But it also... I think it turns to the kids where they get told that by everyone. They go, the score doesn't matter, son. It does. It's as long as you enjoyed yourself. Mm. So then he comes and goes. Well, I don't really have to try. Then might as well just waste me time. Mm. Whereas when there is a score, and they do get smacked and lose, that kid in his head should be like, I don't like the fact that I've lost. A loss doesn't feel good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I now want to win. So that changes their mentality straight away. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. 
So when there's something there to fight for, the mentality changes. When there's nothing to fight for, what, what are you doing? Yeah. You're, you're just wasting time. Whereas the kid loses 7-0 and he goes, oh. I don't think I'll... I would even try that hard if I was at that age to, to put my best effort in. If you, there was no point, you know, if there's no results at the end, regardless of if you play well or or don't or if you win or lose, if there's no real, like, reward at the end, what's the point of trying maximum effort? Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I think it's just a very silly concept that they've made up. I'm not sure why. You'll have to put your two cents in down at the, the league officials there. Could I and get it changed? No. Um, oh, we'll start to wrap up soon. Um, How long have we been gone? Uh, about 46, 47 minutes. Oh, yeah. we'll keep it short we'll get and to sweet. an hour and we'll go. I'm going to be sleeping in and out. That's long enough. Um, I've got to get up at 5 a.m. for the UFC tomorrow. That was one thing I was just going to throw in there. Who's getting up at 5 a.m.? We are. Yeah. Absolutely. Rosenstrike, Jelty, and I. It's not really the best card, but it's something to watch. There's not much going on in the world of sport at the moment, besides your EPL falling apart. Mm. When's that finish, by the way? Uh, I think there's about three games left or something. Is that it? So they're, they're pretty much cooked it up. They're pretty much done, yeah. Um, and Man City still have a game in hand. So Arsenal have to win every single game to the end, and City need to lose one at least mm. to have any chance. Mm-hmm. So they've pretty much fucked it for themselves, to be honest. I don't know how they've done it. But well done. Oh, anyway, we're going to mention it too. I forgot. Last Saturday. Fucking the missile on me went to fucking Jimmy Carr. Oh, yes. Oh, that, that was. Yeah, how was that? How is he? Is he still politically incorrect, even though they oh, tried to cancel him? Mate, that it went Give some highlights of the show. It was a two-hour show. For the two hours, I did not stop laughing. Mm-hmm. We did not stop. My jaw hurt after. Better than Carl Barron? Two different comedians. It's two different styles. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to... Mm-hmm. Um, match the two. Carl Barron's very funny, um, but I feel like my humour is more towards Jimmy Carr because mm. he's very—he's got his dark humour yeah. and this sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, he mentioned Frankston in there. Oh, was, did he? What did he say? Um, like what did he say? I think something—something <coughs> something to do with it being a shit hole or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now now thinking about it, it's hard to think of all the jokes that he's saying. But man, yeah, he was. Um, I'd see him again. I, I would go again and watch the exact same show. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that's how that's how good he was. It was uh, it was good. It was at John Kane, mm-hmm. so it was about ten ten and a half thousand capacities. Oh, yeah. John Kane, just the seats, obviously not ground level. Mm-hmm. So plus maybe another fifteen hundred down there, mm-hmm. maybe or a couple hundred or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so was it full? Yeah, full, oh, really? full, full, full out. So about let's just say about eleven thousand people in there. I thought him being the what the person he is, because he's obviously very well known now, like I think even Hollywood and stuff, because he did a couple of those um, celebrity roasts. Mm-hmm. I thought he would have been like a Rod Laver, like a bigger venue. Yeah. Um, but have you been to the comedy festival before? No. Oh. Nick and I have always ever wanted to go whenever gone. That is something you should do, because the I always found that was better, because I've seen Kevin Hart live, and that was, that was it, Rod Laver. And I just don't like those bigger sort of stadium shows, because it doesn't feel... As intimate as like a comedy festival show. I mean, you can go to a comedy festival show. I went and saw Frenchie. You know who that is? Mm. Yeah, he's he the perf- with the mullet. Yeah, he performed about in front of fifty people, which doesn't, which sounds like oh, what a fucking waste of time. Not, mm. but it was so good because it was so intimate. Like yeah. he was, st- I was sitting in the second row, and he would have been about where you are, plus maybe a meter in front of me, yeah. right in front of you, doing his shit. Like he could, it's so, and he could come up and talk to everybody individually. He was, he was tuning some chick in the front row. 
this kid's oh yeah I'll come back to yours after she's like oh yeah I'll find someone to look after my baby and he goes oh fuck maybe never mind then mm. <laughs> but um him and Superwog I saw him too he was playing like one of the smaller Anthem Theatre mm-hmm. Anthem Theatre mm. rooms and that was even quite an intimate show too um the the guy that plays the dad I forget his name now yeah, yeah I know he does Brian know. as yeah, well yeah, Bro- yeah. Brian <laughs> yeah he come running up the aisle and he was looking for fucking foreigners to throw out because like, oh, I don't want fucking yeah, foreigners in your show <laughs> yeah, like, okay. like yeah 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 but it's it's such a small intimate <laughs> setting that it's fucking it's it's heaps better it makes you feel a part of the show and I've always wanted to go to like the um I don't know what they call it here in Australia but you know like the Americans how they've got like the like the, like the real oh, like local... Seinfeld did, where used to performing in front of, like, a small crowd. Yeah, it's just like an underground yeah, lot, yeah, but yeah, it's just yeah. local communities. It's not like ones that are on, like, the big yeah. posters and stuff. Yeah. It's, like, literally local. Because apparently they're actually yeah. fucking good, too. Because, yeah. again, it's intimate. It's mm. small. I've always wanted to go to, like, one of those comedy clubs, almost, um, like you see in America, where you sit down and you have, like, dinner and drinks and stuff like that. And, like, a small yeah, It's just table, a still and small and stage. Right in front of, yeah, that would be fucking elite. Yeah, it's definitely got a yeah. comedy festival, because there's always heaps of acts... I wanted to go last year and I saw the lineup and it wasn't anything too mm. crazy. Um, but yeah, it's definitely worth going because there's always heaps of shows. Husey was on there and I don't really find Husey. Nah, he's, uh, he's he just yells and he just yeah. yells all the time. Yeah. So. I remember um, it's funny because Jimmy Carr, Jimmy Carr talks a lot about like, well, you've watched him, haven't you? Yeah. So it's all got to do with just like fucking a lot of sexual things yeah. and pedophiles and all that sort of stuff. Anyway. There's a there's a part in the, in his thing that he did, and he was like, um, he's going around the around the the audience, and he's sort of picking out birds in the crowd and stuff, and he's like, um, he's oh, he goes, how old are you? And he goes, oh, she goes, oh, I'm 22. And he's oh, sorry for wasting your time because he, he wants younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then he, he 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 starts talking about shit again. Then he goes and finds another one. He goes, how old are you? And she goes, oh, I'm 18. He goes, oh, sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> <laughs> Call me in battery saving mode because it gets turned on when they're below 15. <laughs> Goodness me. But, oh, he's, um, yeah, he's very jealous. funny. He's very funny. But, um, yeah, this, I feel like this show's just sort of gone all over the shop. It's yeah. in like a bit of sport, bit of just general chit-chat and stuff. But, um, yeah, I've sort of covered what I wanted to cover, though, because I feel like that, Back to the uh, my here's one for you, the Collingwood thing to Sydney. I thought that was just a, a mm. bit a bit silly and a bit bit of a controversial sort of thing that the like media's you, put out. You know, you've done well to whack together a show because we were supposed to have Matty on as the as the big guest, but mm. he's I think he might have died. Um, I'm not sure what's happened uh, yeah. with him. He's gone AWOL on us, so hopefully he gets back to us maybe for next week and we can try fit him in again because it's highly anticipated his return and. He was telling me last week that he had a lot of you wanted to talk about and he had a lot of notes and research. He was coming with facts this time. He was real prepared. So, um, his would be an absolute banger. Well, we saw him with the soccer and we agreed. Yeah, yeah. We agreed to it. Yeah, but you fucked us up because you couldn't do Sunday. Yeah. Um, And then hopefully now, there might be a blessing in disguise because we might be able to get Scriv on now because he was a bit um, caught up with uni work and he couldn't do the original date we had for Maddie. So, he might be able to make it work now and we could do all four of us. So, yep. Hopefully, we'll, we'll try to get him back for next episode, next episode 14. Um, if not, we might bring on BSAF, King BSAF the Barber. Yep. And then talk a bit about running a, sort of a small business in Australia, especially during lockdown. Hear, hear about it from a business uh, owner's perspective because he, uh, he was running uh, his, his shop illegally. I'll write him out. So, <laughs> um, 
So he, he's definitely keen to come on. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can tap the Matty one because he was first in line for a repeat. Um, and then we'll go from there with some get back into the guest content because it yep. seems to be quite doing quite well, the guest content. We've, um, the spot, Spotify's doing well. Um, your Instagram's still stressing out, people. If yeah, still listening, please, still please find us on Instagram and, and give it a, a quick follow. He'll, um, you'll make him his day and make him a lot happier with himself because he's uh, he's very stressed out about the Instagram following and the <laughs> mm. and the whatnot. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this this episode. Obviously, obviously yeah, it's the graveyard shift. Yep. But obviously, well, last week was well, or the week before was obviously um, slice and dice, mm-hmm. and that was very energetic and up and up. Mm. You know, up good reviews and about like it. That. A lot of yeah. people come up to me and said they quite enjoyed it. it was It was good. So <clears throat> absolutely, but um, it was a good chat. Yeah, hopefully enjoy, you've enjoyed this one. Um, it was a bit more. This is Mellow a bit, and a bit more gold one This is the one you put on. Yeah, this is one you put on before you go to bed. You'll be asleep. This probably have been average this time about three minutes, I reckon, because everyone's going to fall asleep and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> after which, about three minutes, which is fine. But yeah, come next right. week, we'll be uh, we'll be pumping and buzzing again. Yeah, we'll be pu- um, out in, in politically incorrect jargon again with Maddie. Hopefully, so, yeah. But I hope you've enjoyed it anyway. Um, give it a listen. Instagram. Where are, where are we, me? Instagram uh, at underscore he's one for your podcast. Spotify, here's one for you. Apple Podcasts, here's one for you. And all the other streaming services, Podbean, etc. Find us on them. Samuel, any last words? No, that's it, mate. We're all we're all wrapping up for the, for the night. I'm all right. Go to bed. Should we um? Should we go off with a tribute to the guy 104 and talk in this mellow voice yeah, and well, put a bit of uh, jazz music? Oh, on I've been I've been informed that I can't say my sign off anymore. And I haven't come up with one yet, so. Yeah, no more the same sign off. You got to think of it. Because apparently one. I've stolen it from <laughs> someone I didn't it. even realise. Stolen it. Oh, fucking copyright. I'm getting shut down. So, but they stay with a lot of energy. So, we'll wrap this scene, uh, episode up with uh, low gold 104.4 4 a.m. Um, this is a tribute to Sarah, mm-hmm. who uh, wants John to forgive her because she sucked some of the guy off in the car by accident. Um, so, we'll just leave you with a bit of. Uh, Sir Alton John. And for all you rowdy listeners out there who've joined us for this scrapyard shift, make sure you stay out of yourselves and good night.